Welcome to Let's Talk Agriculture Farm to Fork Special, the three-part series where we examine sustainability in agriculture and the wider food system as it moves to become a carbon net zero industry. In this podcast, Fionn Parry, an agriculture manager based in Wales, explores this important topic with Richard and Pamela Lilburn, the owners of Brookvale Farm in County Down, Northern Ireland. Brookvale is a family dairy farm and is brilliantly well-equipped with a wide range of the latest technology, all of which helps Richard and his team farm better and therefore more sustainably. Fionn, over to you. Thanks. My name's Fionn Parry. I'm an agricultural manager working in Pembrokeshire, West Wales. And thanks for joining me on our final episode of Let's Talk Agriculture Special Farm to Fork. It's a cold day today here in Pembrokeshire, so I'm glad to be in the warm kitchen by the Rayburn. I'm going to be exploring some of the opportunities and challenges for farmers over the next two decades as they seek to become carbon net zero by 2040, an ambitious target set by the National Farmers Union. Today, I'm chatting with Richard and Pamela Lilburn. How are you both? Yes, all good here, thanks. Yes, how are you this morning? I'm well, thank you. And um, have you had a busy morning? Yeah, busy as always. Uh, we have a lot of workmen on the farm running around this morning, so trying to keep them all pointed in the right direction. Trying to keep them all quiet, more like. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, I bet. And um, what does a normal day look like then for yourselves? There isn't a normal morning. You just get up every morning and see what needs done next and just get started to it. Our morning used to start um, shortly after five every morning and those four hours in the milking parlour, it's... It was a very structured day. It meant that I wasn't able to get time to... It always had to be in the yard at certain times. So now we have four full-weight robots um, just installed over a year ago. We still have the same amount of work to do, but it's not as structured, and we can fit it around family life a lot easier. So it's made a big difference that way. You're a real advocate for agri-tech then. Um, we're starting to build our portfolio of technology up. We have the robots and we also have a lot of technology we're bringing in for the, the animal welfare side of things. So with back scratchers, foot baths, automatic scrapers, um, heat detection system. Um, we are into a zero grazing system now as well, which allows us to bring fresh grass in daily to the cows. And we have automatic calf feeders to keep consistent, warm, fresh milk for our calves. So we're, um, we, we're trying to push the boundaries always and find new technology to benefit the farm. And then our newest baby is our milk vending machine, which is hoping to be launching very soon. Um, it's just milk. So yeah, it's, we're trying to just keep our, um, just keep evolving and seeing what kind of can come next to help with, because I think technology is always evolving and you kind of always have to keep up and see what's next with the milk vending machine who was the driving force behind that i um i went on a holland a few years ago and i've been around england and i've seen them quite a lot on the continent and on the mainland and i do always wanted to put one in but with the investment in the robots, our our milking parlour was so old, it was held together with sticky tape and string, and we had to do something. And it took a good few years of looking at different technologies, different milking parlours, before we decided to go for the robots. And that was such a large investment, it's taken, taken until now 
forced to be able to commit to the vending machine business. So apart from the robots, what do you think brings the most benefits to the cows? This air grazing system we have found has been a very good way of utilising our grass because we feel that our grass, grazing cows out of grass, people think is obviously the, the, the nicest thing for the cows. But if we can bring them fresh grass in every day that's not contaminated by the cow walking over the grass and, you know, urinating on the grass and lying in the grass, it's fresh, there's no waste and it gets better performance of milk from your grass. Um, we find that's a big ad- advocate to the farm um, as far as animal care goes. The foot baths that we put in with the robots, the cows, every time they come out of the robots, they get their feet washed. And that automatically changes the water after every 75 cows. So that keeps their feet nice and clean and cuts down on infections and problems with her feet. But just other things like the back scratchers, we find, you know, at the end of the day, a, a happy cow is a healthy cow. And it, the, the saying goes, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. It's so, it's so true with the cows. <laughs> you know, you look after them, they will look after you. We pulled out some of our old cubicles and put in ones that are flexible. So if a cow lies down and she lies against it, rather than getting bumped and banged and get sores, they move with the cows. And we put mattresses in um, with deeper foam beds below the mattresses. It's all about trying to look after your cows when she can look after you in the long term. But also our babies. Um, we have an automatic calf feeder so the babies can come. It's not, you know, get fed in the morning and get fed at night. They can come during the day when they feel peckish and um, the automatic calf feeder will read their wee tag number and feed them accordingly. So it's nice with a bit of flexibility. It's like when the kids come over, you know, they don't just want breakfast, lunch and dinner. They come and ask for snack after snack. So, you know, it's kind of like that for the calf feeder. So, yeah, that's good for our our young stock as well. So obviously, you know, you're quite a modern farm in Brookvale investing in all this technology. Do you think different generations can be slower on their uptake of technology? Yes, very much so. Um, When we were looking at the robots, we had looked at them several years before we installed them but my father was just so scared of our milk and parlor was so old there's no computers whatsoever there's no technology and he just felt very much that if we went down the robotics line that it would cut him out of being involved with his cows and my dad's a real cow man but now that we took the jump and we went for the robots he actually finds he has a lot more time to spend with his cows so you're not spending that time in the milk and parlor itself, but you can spend more time um, saying to the animal's health as far as hoof trimming and fertility checks and just looking after your cows. So it's freed up more time to actually be with your cows rather than just stand and milking the cows. For dad to take that jump, um, it was a big, big step for him, but he's starting to realise now that technology is not something to be afraid of. I also think that farmers have to remember that life is there to be lived. You know, it shouldn't all be farming, you know, 24-7. They have to do things to improve their own life quality. Do you know, Thomas and Richard both now have got to spend so much more time with the children. And yes, it's possibly still out down the farm, but 
They can take that time to show the children about the farm rather than the constant, oh, I need to be here at this certain time and I don't have time for children to be running around my feet. Do you know what is so important that farmers look after their own, you know, life as well as the cows' life? Yeah, definitely agree with you there. Um, change isn't always easy and um, being uh, the fiancé of a dairy farmer, it's... Um quite a tie so uh good luck with that <laughs> thanks <laughs> i think i might need it <laughs> um yeah so i suppose technology is obviously helping you in so many ways and getting that um work life balance you know but as we are moving towards that goal of being carbon net zero in 2040 and you are obviously looking to invest in hedges and solar panels do you think the 2040 target is realistic it is as long as there's support there for the farmers. I think my generation of farmers, um, especially my generation that have kids, will feel that it's very important and can see the benefits of it. Um, but there has to be that support there from DARD and from the government and, well, from the likes of Barclays that have supported us. And people have to think outside of the box for it. It doesn't have to be a problem. It doesn't have to be something that, oh, we have to do this. You can embrace it and make it part of your farm and benefit your farm. So you think technology is obviously a key factor in reaching the um, carbon net zero goal by 2040 then? I think the goal is basically impossible to reach without technology and without forward thinking. And farmers will have to embrace that. But like I said before, it's not, it shouldn't be seen as something you have to do, something that can benefit the farm. Um, I'll go back to the zero grazing again about utilising your acres for your stock numbers. And the more fresh grass, you, people don't realise the amount of carbon the grass absorbs every year uh, and the, the benefit that is to the environment. So even just good grassland management is so good for the environment, even without planting trees. Yeah, so what advice would you both give farmers, um, maybe not as advanced as you in their technology journey? Small steps, start simple. Um, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to pull your farm down and start again. Such small things, like if you put a new fence up, you know, plant a hedge. In it. <laughs> That's the smallest thing. Planting hedge is very cheap, very easy. That's a start. You know, looking into... Uh, slurry only digester even for us it's maybe 10 years down the line but it's it's you have to look forward you have to think forward you just can't stand still do you know farming isn't easy you don't do it for an easy life but at the same time you have to keep moving with the times yeah and that's a great point how do you think um people can get the rest of the family on board when they put together these plans like how did you get dad on board with the uh, robots and all this other technology you've taken on persistence <laughs> <laughs> just showing him it in different aspects in different areas showing him videos of it working you know trying to give him and research finding out as much information as we could so that when the robots arrived on the farm i think thomas he kind of already felt like he knew how to use them because we had showed him so much information. We had talked him through it. We were able to, you know, show him videos. So when it came to, 
using them. We had a couple of ones come in for a few days, showed us the ins and outs of them. And, you know, you learn as you go as well. And it is all, it's a learning curve. And you're, I would say, Richard will say, he learns something probably new about them every day. But as long as you can embrace that, you're not going to know everything from the outset. You know, you have to learn. It's like being back at school again. Who doesn't love school? <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's... um planting the seed and letting it grow with farmers isn't it it's um getting them on board like we said change isn't always easy and people are gonna have to change like you said well it's not even planting the seed it's getting getting dad onto a farm and seeing for himself and standing there and watching and learning and listening to somebody that's already been there is you know a farmer isn't going to listen to a man on a suit standing up at a conference in front of a big whiteboard preaching at them as much as he'll listen to another farmer that's been there and done that. And farming is such an isolated industry and perhaps, you know, the odd trips to market that people were doing and now they're realising how important they are. Obviously, COVID has raised huge issues for farming and our society, although one positive has meant farmers have assessed their operations and looked into how they can adapt and improve. We at Barclays recently ran some research interviewing a thousand farmers across the UK and found that two-thirds of farmers are thinking about how to make their operations more sustainable and specifically in the wake of the pandemic. Has it altered your plans in any way? Well that's really what has pushed our, as Pamela calls it, our, our next baby forward. Um, people want local, they want to know where their food comes from, they are starting to realise about well, if they want something that's been grown in South America and then flew to, you know, onto the continent and processed through a factory and then flown from there back to over to here and moved around the world, they want something that's three or four miles down the road where they can see um, for themselves, where they know where it's come from. And I think... COVID has brought that, accelerated that. I think the public were starting to go down that route, but now it's an even bigger thing than ever to know where your foods come from, know that the standards is, like our standards in Northern Ireland are world-class. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think um, the consumer are more aware of where their food is coming from and they and they want local food, don't they? And the milk vending machine is a great opportunity for yourselves and and other dairy farmers to, you know, sell their product that they work so hard to produce. Farms used to be the centre of rural communities, and that has been lost. Like, after the first lockdown, we brought an ice cream van to the farm and invited any neighbours with children just to come to the farm and see around the farm and get an ice cream. And some of the neighbours have been there for three or four years and hadn't even talked to each other, didn't even know who their neighbours were. That rural community has been lost a bit and we just felt it was great to bring everybody together, show people the farm and just try and get some of that um, community spirit back back again. But I do think um, people now are starting to have a bit more of an appreciation for their local farmers. People have to realise that it's not all about taking a trip out to the shopping market or the supermarket. They have to 
you know, support their local farmers, you know, and the food miles and all the rest of it behind it. I still don't think people appreciate the food miles that are behind some of your products that you buy. You know, our milk will literally be coming from our cows, getting pasteurised on farm and being sold. Our local creamery is in Habford West and that's less than 12 miles away from the farm where my other half produces milk. Obviously, farming is evolving very quickly. What about your children? How do you think the farm will look when they are farming? I th- oh, that's a scary thought. Yeah, like they're bringing out tractors now that can drive themselves in a field. You know, even whenever I left school, if somebody had said that, you know, I was happy to have a radio that worked in the tractor. You know, now they've got tractors that drive themselves. So in 20 years time, it's just how long's a piece of string there's so much technology out there and the technology is becoming more and more affordable because it's not so new so i just think the sky's the limit of what you know farmers can achieve going forward and that's what we both hope the future is for our kids well both thanks so much for joining me it's been really insightful and it's been great to learn about your business and journey with agritech it um definitely shows how they how it pays off and it's given you a really good life work balance so um the best of luck with everything and hopefully the vending machine will be up and running now in december i'm sure your uh, customers will be eager and waiting so uh hope you all keep well and uh, let's keep in touch will do thank you very much for having us on this morning yes thanks very much thanks for joining us on our three-part let's talk agriculture farm to fork special where we spoke to a number of guests about how the industry is making progress on becoming carbon net zero If you're interested in finding out how Barclays could help support you in becoming carbon net zero, then simply search Barclays Agriculture Sustainability or speak to one of our agriculture managers. For those new to Barclays, call us on 0800 515 462. Lines are open Monday to Friday, 8am to 7pm. We also have our Let's Talk Agriculture podcast series too, where Oliver McIntyre discusses the latest trends in the market and interviews guests on other important issues facing the sector. Make money work for you. Call charges may apply. Please check with your service provider for details. We're not responsible for, nor do we endorse in any way, third-party websites or their content. The views and opinions expressed in this content don't necessarily reflect the views of Barclays Bank UK PLC, nor should they be taken as statements of policy or intent of Barclays Bank UK PLC. Barclays Bank UK PLC takes no responsibility for the veracity of information intimated by a third party and no warranties or undertakings of any kind, whether expressed or implied, regarding the accuracy or completeness of the information given. Barclays Bank UK PLC takes no liability for the impact of any decisions made based on information contained and views expressed in this presentation or article. Barclays Bank UK PLC Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.